I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the final Clash of the Titles Christmas Countdown. Ho, ho, ho. The podcast that this December pits two Christmas movies with something in common in a fight to the death to see which one comes out victorious. This week in the red corner, Chevy Chase has a full house as he has some festive family fights in 1989's National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. While in the blue corner, selfish Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon realise how absolutely bloody awful it is to be childless at this time of year in 2008 for Christmases. Tis the season to be jolly, la 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 After vacationing across America and throughout Europe... This holiday season, the Griswolds are going to play it safe. Clark, we're stuck under a truck! They're staying at home. I give you the Griswold family Christmas tree. On your market set, go! Capitola China. Hong Kong. Yes. Thing next to your bed on the nightstand. A sock? Yes. I helped you come up with this when you were drunk and you came home from the bar last Thursday. Alibi. Yes. All right. The thing I'm not allowed to wear to Supercross. Miniskirt? Yes. Me and you dry humping on the beach. A screensaver. Yes, baby. This game is so easy. So it's a familial face-off on this week's show, but which movie will leave us feeling relatively happy and which will make us want to be lonely this Christmas? Let's find out. Welcome to the final Clash of the Titles Christmas Countdown. Ho, ho, ho. Release the Kraken. Hello, Clash Putters. Eat my road grit liver lips. I'm Alex Zane. I'm Vicky Crompton. And it is just the two of us once again That's today. Right. Yep. He's not back yet, but don't worry, Tilly Tykes. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I think you've used that before, actually, I and I liked it the first time. Yeah. Well, don't worry, Tilly Tykes. The Great Man will return on next week's shows where we'll be broadcasting our last Clash of the Titles live event, which we recorded at the Loading Bar in Stoke Newington. When? I couldn't I can't no, remember. No, if you say last, it makes it sound like we're never going to say most recent. Most recent. Yeah, okay. even though it was 12 months ago. <laughs> was it? Was yeah. it this time of year last year? It was November. I don't know why I remember that so clearly, but it definitely was. November 2021. Y- yeah, yes. I don't know what year it is. 
Okay. I don't know what year it is now. I get very confused. 2022. Yeah, cool. So it yeah. was 21, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't remember a lot about that live show other than we looked fantastic. <laughs> Denim shorts, dressed up. Because it was Cocktail versus Coyote Ugly, and so we both did Coyote Ugly. Yeah. Of course we did. Mm. Of course you did. <laughs> and then tequila happened. It did, yep. yeah. I don't, Late I, night, that one. Uh, Not for you, actually, but... I know, I scuttled off. You did. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't... I don't remember the second show. I remember cocktail quite well, but then we had a little interval and mm. then the tequila, it did begin to flow. And <laughs> then we did Coyote Ugly and yeah. I was like... It was the most fun. It was really fun. Okay. Putting Chris in a taxi was the most fun bit. Oh, yeah. Because you rebalance the scales, don't you? Because how often am I getting put in a taxi? Mm-hmm. Frequently. Yeah. But it doesn't happen the other way around that often. And then you got a taxi for another woman who was lost on the street. Oh, I did, yeah. Yeah. And then you got really worried that she was going to take it to <laughs> Edinburgh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought she might be a grifter. <laughs> anyway. We're getting ahead of ourselves. That is next week's show. Our second live show will be broadcast next week. But welcome to this last Clash of the Titles Christmas countdown. Merry Christmas, everyone. Don't forget as well, Fanuary is just around the corner. We still have time for you to get your chosen clashes in January and February. Our listener suggestions, we already have picked out our very first Fanuary Clash. We've prepped it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a doozy. It is a good one. It's a great one. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Uh, Right. Let's get back to today. Part one of Christmas Vacation versus Four Christmases. My choices this week, I actually did pick these films. Great. Um, Tilly's poor prints aren't on them. <laughs> this is all my work. Why? Don't know. <laughs> We're running out of Christmas films? No, I don't think we are. No. <laughs> I don't think we are. There's plenty, plenty of shoddy Christmas films on Netflix. I was pushing for Four Christmases, in fairness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the connections are fairly loose. Yeah. But it is the season to... Not be bothered. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, the clue I gave on last week's show was spending Christmas with the family. I followed that up on Twitter with It's All Relative. Your guests has invited themselves onto our Twitter at ClashPod. We're also on Instagram and TikTok at ClashPod with loads of beautiful extras and video from the show. And don't forget, you can check out our Clash of the Titles YouTube channel. Subscribe and get some funky, fun videos on there. Funky, funky. Fun. Oh, oh Jesus. So, honestly. <laughs> Is that in the script? Did you write no, that down? No, no. That's, if I, if, if, no. <laughs> No, I just, I don't know why. I, I think That I'm means just, it's really natural. I'm ageing really quickly <laughs> yeah, at the moment. <laughs> anyway, check out our YouTube channel. Right then, uh, your guesses, and despite everything, and in Chris's absence, yeah. we got the right result. Amazing. One correct guess. Isn't that the second time that's happened? Twice in a row. So we're yeah. doing really well. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, he's going to hate it. <laughs> uh, congratulations to Paul Logue, a multiple winner. Your prize this week, Paul, is to have your house full of in- uninvited guests this Christmas all of whom are sparrows. <laughs> You're going to ruin it. It's not if yet, you've found a secret key, mm. then keep it to yourself until you really need it. it just it, it makes it makes me giggle every time I write it down. I'm like I'm going to see it and just see what happens. I'm going to see whether the sparrow effect happens. All right, let's do the connection section. Families are awful. Families are awful. Falling off roofs. Yep. Poor people can't provide for their kids at Christmas. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, mean, isn't it? That is true, yeah. Mm. That's all I got. Yeah, me too. Great. All right, on Thursday, V will be selfishly having not one but four Christmases, which means today I'm inviting you all on a Christmas vacation. Let me take you on a journey. Pervert father Clark Griswold wants the perfect Christmas, a house full of his relatives that he can ignore and instead daydream about a shop assistant who herself breaks many service industry rules by showing Clark the hem of her panties. 
But it's all right because it's 1989 and it was entirely normal, comical even, for a husband with a loving wife to fantasise about a woman half his age stripping off in his make-believe swimming pool of dreams. But it's not all weird. We get that hit of classic festive moments as Clark electrocutes a cat, a man empties a chemical toilet into a storm sewer and a police chief threatens to beat someone with a rubber hose. <laughs> and let's not forget the panties. <laughs> Welcome to one of the greatest Christmas movies ever. Clash winners for your consideration. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Uh, so I'll start. Go. Uh, this is this is on my heavy rotation of Christmas movies. Is that fact? It is. Yeah, really? I, I tend to watch this at least once a year. Okay, if not more. Really? No. <laughs> no. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Weird thing yeah, to say. That's a stupid thing to say. I've never seen it. What? I know. Wow. I know, it's mad, isn't it? They just That whole National Lampoon thing, just, I don't know, it just didn't stick when I was younger, so it's just kind of passed me by a bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. Vacation, I've seen now, and European Vacation. You know what? I don't know if I've even seen European Vacation, but this one, mm. this was my introduction to the vacation movies. Mm-hmm. And also my introduction to Chevy Chase. Yeah. This is how I discovered him. Mm-hmm. And I very much enjoyed it as a kid. What I've enjoyed as a kid, though, has changed. I doubt it. <laughs> I, I mean, it's not... I listened to that introduction you just did, and therefore I doubt it. <laughs> it's not as funky as I'd like it to be, but it's, uh, it's pretty good. Uh, all right, I'll tell you a little bit about it. Uh, first of all, fantastic tagline. You'll crack up. Brilliant. Great. Yeah. Just fun. Just fun. I suppose if you get in there first, because it's from 1989, when you do a Christmas movie now, they're like, look, all the log lines are gone, so... <laughs> log line. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, all of them. Insert log line here. That, that would do. Yep. Uh, so this is the third vacation movie after the original vacation and European vacation written by the legend Mr. John Hughes and directed by Jeremiah Chechik. Uh, this is his first film. Right. He was a music video director before this. Uh, he did uh, Van Halen's When It's Love. Right, yeah. Everybody's looking for something. <laughs> I don't know it. Something to fill in the holes. Rude. Is that what it says? That's the second line, yeah. Wow. Mm. Well, good for them. Yeah. Uh, so, it wasn't always going to be him, though. It was going to be a Chris Columbus movie. So, he'd done Adventures in Babysitting at this point, which was a big hit. Uh, for more on that, do visit our Adventures in Babysitting episode. Where Maybe we not if you like with... that film. But... <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I was quite mean about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think you were. It looks a bit like someone just starting out, which is fine, because that's true, but... Yeah, there are there's a few red flags in that movie. <laughs> a few red flags. Uh, yeah. What did we do it with? Oh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh. Yeah. Uh, so he'd done that. It was a hit, but he'd followed that up with a movie called Heartbreak Hotel, which had flopped, and he was very worried at this point that he was never going to get chance to direct again. So when John Hughes gave him the script, he was super keen because he, in his words, loves Christmas, and it was a dream to make a Christmas movie. But that dream soon became a nightmare. <laughs> Two words. Go on. Chevy Chase. <laughs> yeah. Chevy and him whoo, did not get on. Or at least Chevy did not like Chris Columbus. Or he's just, I think he's famously quite difficult, Chevy mm-hmm. Chase. I've heard stories about the community set uh, where, you know, he, he thought the entire, did you watch Community? No, I have not. But oh, you've spoken highly it's of very, it. It's very good. And yeah. he's very good in it. But, you know, apparently he's quite difficult to work with. And on this... um. Chris Columbus says, I went out to dinner with Chevy Chase. To be completely honest, Chevy treated me like dirt. But I stuck it out and even went as far as to shoot second unit footage. Some of my shots of downtown Chicago are still in the movie. Then I had another meeting with Chevy and it was worse. I called John and said, there's no way 
I can do this movie. I know I need the work, but I can't do it with this guy. Okay. So he walks. Chris Columbus walks. And two weeks later... Mm, smart move. Mm, <laughs> yeah. It really is. Yeah. yeah. It all worked out, didn't it? it did. Do you love Christmas? Brilliant. Here's something else. <laughs> yeah. He got... Uh, he was living at his in-laws because he didn't have any work at the time. What arrives? Through his letterbox, but a script from John Hughes asking him to direct Home Alone. Brilliant. Yeah. And he says, in his own words, and the rest is history. That's right. Yeah. So, as I said, written by John Hughes, he'd written the original. He didn't write European Vacation, uh, but he's credited because he created the characters. Uh, he said, I found an interview with John Hughes, I didn't really want to be involved in this one, but the studio came to me and begged me for another one, and I only agreed because I had a good story to base it on. So this was based on a short story he'd written for National Lampoon magazine called Christmas 59 when he was the editor there. Um, he says, though... These movies have become little more than Chevy Chase vehicles at this stage. I didn't even know about Vegas Vacation, the one after this, until I read about it in the trades. Ever since it came out, people have been coming up to me with disappointed looks on their faces, asking, what were you thinking? And I had to say, I had nothing to do with it, I swear. Vegas Vacation is no good. Good, OK. So, big hit, though. $75 million on a $25 million budget. Got a sequel. Yeah. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation 2. Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure, uh, which featured Cousin Eddie and his family on a Christmas vacation in the South Pacific. Mm -hmm. um, there's a fan-made trailer on the internet, which I looked up, um, <laughs> and I was going to watch it, and then I realised life's too short. <laughs> so there you go. I didn't, yeah. And that's it. Brilliant. You want to get into this? Yeah, OK. All right, good stuff. Uh, so, love this start. Right into it. Great stunt. You know, I'm a fan of a car uh -huh. stunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. car driving under that truck. It's cool. Mm. Yeah, I like it's it. It's cool. It's cool. So, oh, and we've got the animated start as well, which I quite like. Oh, and yeah. the song. What am I doing? I've gone straight into the Christmas tree bit. The, the whole bit. Christmas vacation. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, me too. It's good. Oh. I don't need to see Santa's butt crack. No. Weird. I don't like stuff like that. No. No. Animated butt cracks, real butt cracks, they're still butt cracks. But just on Father Christmas, though, that's the point. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's very weird. Very weird. So, Hillbillies versus the Griswolds. Uh, <laughs> eat my rubber. Never got that joke until now, but obviously, I think it's. The tyres? Well, it's because his son points out, he goes, Dad, it's burn rubber. Right, yeah. And Clark had gone, Ross points out, it's burn rubber, and Clark yeah. had gone, eat my rubber. Yeah. Which I, is, it, is it a contraceptive joke? I don't know. <laughs> is Robert, is that a British thing, or is that an American thing? I think it's an American thing. Okay. Yeah, you actually know, if someone said that in the UK, you'd be horrified, wouldn't you? Have you got a rubber? Yeah. <laughs> it just makes me think of the inner tube of a bike. <laughs> Which you can use, PS. Yeah. Just public service <laughs> announcement, if you're in a bit of a pickle. Can you? Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Why are, that, why are our Christmas episodes becoming so very that based? that chair's empty. Yeah, that chair's true. empty. It's he does true. keep us on the street. He's a decent mm. person. Yeah. Uh, I think the script writing here is good. Uh, when they see the Christmas tree and Ross goes, that thing wouldn't fit in our yard. And Clark goes... It's not going in our yard, Russ. <laughs> it's going in our living room. It's funny. It's great. Yeah. great. And then if that wasn't funny enough, uh, <laughs> he says to, isn't it beautiful, Audrey? She'll see it when you, she'll see it later, Clark. Her eyes are frozen. <laughs> I totally forgot Juliet Lewis was in this. Oh my God, I'm so pleased to see her. Yeah. I just love her so much. Mm. And she, like, I like Chevy Chase, obviously you do. But when I saw her, I was like, safe pair of hands. Mm. Like, we're going to be okay. I think she's brilliant mm. in everything. 
Do you want a bit of trivia? Yeah, go on then. Because Tilly, Tilly's not here. Yeah. The pickup truck uh, that is tailgating the Griswold family at the start, mm-hmm. that is the same pickup truck that was used in the movie. Don't. Oh my God. Not the Kurt Russell film. Yes. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh my, oh my God. God. Look at my nose. Look at this. Mad Max star, like that Kurt Russell film I always forget the name of. What's it called? Which do you think it is? Oh, that one with the truck in it. You mean not Death Proof? No. Not the stuntman one? No. Okay, it's Overboard is the answer. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. Goldie Hawn movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A movie that we have to cover, which I think it's safe to say has not aged well. Brilliant. That's so weird. Yeah, the one where she's the rich heiress and then yeah, yeah, and yeah. she gets she gets knocked out and yeah. he convinces her she's his wife. Yeah, why would I recognise a truck? I don't know. But yes, weird. that is the truck from Overboard. So it's just something in my that lizard brain mm-hmm. there was just like Bleh. that's that film. Can't remember the name of it. <laughs> Overboard. I used to love that movie. I know you do. <laughs> We've got to do it. Uh, right then, so uh, we've got the tree. Uh, I might have had a little bit of prosecco when I wrote these notes. So That's all right. You're going to have to uh, come on a journey with me. Well, uh, should we do full disclosure? Because I'd had several old pals, <laughs> so this is going to be a little bit tricky. I, I know you just told me. What's an old pal again? It's like a whiskey Negroni, but it's got white vermouth in it. That's it. Actually, that is what it is. It's not like that. That is what it that is. That is what it is. Okay, yeah. great. Uh, thank you for uh, explaining that while I try to read these notes. Oh, man, no, come on. Fine. I've got it. I've got it. We'll meet Todd and Margaret. Margot. Yeah. Todd and Margot. Yes. Um, which is good. Uh, I find it weird where he says, uh, bend over and I'll show you about yeah. where he's going to put... Because he, I think Todd goes, uh, where are you going to put a tree that big? Yeah. And Clark goes, bend over and I'll show you. Yes. And he's like, you've got some nerve talking to me like that. And then he goes, I wasn't talking to you. Which, Gross. Yeah. yeah. Why is that... It's that upsetting. It, it's sort of... It, make, it takes... It's. Fi- I don't know why, but it's fine for him to say it to Todd. Uh-huh. Yeah, of course. But not, well, not Margo. Of course. Sorry, that's ridiculous. Uh, well, it's just... A, it's very sexually aggressive. Yeah, um, I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So Clark is basically really excited about Christmas. I know how you build things up in your mind, Sparky. Oh, Beverly <laughs> oh, D'Angelo. Is she's so really good. good in this. So good. She's good in all the vacation movies, the ones I've seen. Um, she really is the heart of this film. Yeah, definitely. And she makes Clark much more likeable. Attractive? Yeah. yeah. You, it's that thing. You think if you like him, you must be all right. Hmm. And a, a lot of the family do that job for him as well, especially later on his dad. So that we'll get to it. But the way that he, when his dad says to him, I love you, we all love you, you think, oh yeah, okay, I can love you too because this nice man yeah. loves you. Agreed. Agreed. So he's relying on his Christmas bonus to put in a swimming pool. It's a very American thing, isn't it? That again, I just was like, I was like, how many 80s movies have we watched? Like, what was the state of the unions in the 80s in the US that bonuses were so crucial? Like, there's such a boring speech later. He's like, well, bonuses are actually very important if you rely on them as part of your salary. It's like, 100% true. I get that. Mm -hmm. Maybe not the most filmic thing in the world. There are so many movies where it's like, guy needs to get the bonus, otherwise, disaster strikes. It just speaks to, you know, shoddy labour market, really. <laughs> if you're relying, a bonus should be a bonus. It shouldn't necessarily form part of your take-home pay in that way, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, I do rely on the bonus for, from this show at Christmas yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's substantial for you, obviously. Which is actually... It's like six figures. It's, it's, the, two, it's the two shows that Tilly's missed. I'm going to keep his, <laughs> his share. Oh, that's a, I never even thought of that. <laughs> right? That's a nice idea. I did actually mean to discuss this with you. I think if people miss shows, they're not allowed to be paid anymore. I didn't even think of it, but fair enough. Yeah. Brutal, but fair. And it's because I don't have any holiday planned and weirdly Chris has been away for two weeks so it just feels that now is the time to To implement this yeah great idea yeah Mm. lovely Uh, then we get this shop assistant 
joke. Uh, I mean, the dialogue's sort of funny. Chevy Chase is very he's good at brilliant stuff like in this, this scene, yeah, because it's, it is really creepy. It is. And very of its time. Yeah. I'm just blousing, browsing. <laughs> yeah, he's funny. Good. Yep. Instead of hotter hooters. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nipply, nippy. Ooh. Great. Don't need the log. I don't like to think of a man's member as a log. Neither do I, and no? I never have. No? Weird. How do you feel about this scene, though? You like it? Oh, man, I don't know. It's, it's, what's the point of being like, wow, there's not a place where... Like, I'll tell you what, from a very much from my perspective, from a writing perspective, I got a little bit nervous because at this point I was like, there's no story. Sorry, John Hughes, whatever you may have said. Mm. There is no story to this film. And I, I didn't know that. I thought there was going to be more of a through line. Mm. But when we have a comedic section where he's just perving on a girl, I was like, well, unless this comes back later and lovely Beverly D'Angelo is like, <clears throat> are you l- looking elsewhere kind of thing what's the point of it Mm. and it doesn't come back so that's when I started to get a bit nervous I don't like it because it I think this movie it just this movie doesn't need it like it's this would be a much more wholesome movie yeah. If you just excised the swimming pool montage, mm. swimming pool daydream and the scene. I it's just... tricky, isn't it? Because like you say, um, what's what's she called? Is she called Ellen, um, his wife, Clark's wife? What is Beverly D'Angelo's character called? Ellen, let's just... Do you know what? I'm not going to just say that because I don't actually know so I didn't write it down. Anyway, she's so lovely and she loves him very much. Yeah. And she's very much the heart of the family, like you said. Why... It's fine for him to have fantasies about someone else, but why is it in the film at all? Because it makes him seem a bit of a dick. Yeah, exactly. I think it was just a thing at that point. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's a thing now. Maybe it's like, you know... but Like like when like married men enjoy strictly with their wives, but really they like to... Have a look at the dancers. Oh, I didn't know. Is that, I think is that a, a thing? thing? Yeah, it's sort of like... like, like <clears throat> oh, okay. Like, oh, I'm watching the dancing. But, but really. I'm watching Strictly with my family, but secretly, yeah. I think, well, that's a nice frock I mean, that, little, that lady's got on. Yeah, a little pocket wank. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It is what it is. It's 1989. Yeah, I'm not going to get, you know, that's, that's nothing to get too uh, upset about. There's a weird little scene here that I really like because it really taps into my own anxiety about Christmas. And it's the bit where Russ is just sitting watching It's a Wonderful Life Mm. on the sofa. Uh, Weirdly, Frank Capra's great-grandson or grandson? Frank Capra's grandson, who was called Frank Capra III. The third, yeah. He was the second assistant director on this movie. I noticed it in the credits. I was like, that can't, that can't. You have to be him, because otherwise, if you've just, like, taken the name, that's a big swing. (laughs) I was like, so it must be you. But, uh, yeah, odd. It's like if you called yourself Madonna. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Um, But I like it because that... The Ross just watching It's a Wonderful Life is, is like, it just looks so relaxing. And it's what I always imagine Christmas is going to be. In yeah. the run up to Christmas, mm. I imagine it's going to be sitting on a sofa, watching Christmas Just movie. feeling grateful. Just yeah, feeling just, grateful. But very relaxing. And it never is. It never has been. And then when that doorbell goes and the family turn up and that chaos, it's like, that's so on the money. Yeah. That is every Christmas. I'm like, oh, it's going to be so relaxing. Not. <laughs> just not. Not at all. Never. Never. Uh, then we get the introduction to this light gag that just seems to occupy the entire act two of this movie. It goes on and on. And I don't know why, but it makes me anxious. It made me anxious as a kid. And it like when he just can't work out why the lights won't work. Right. Does it I, not make you anxious? No, I was a bit disappointed because it's such... Now, obviously, this maybe was one of the... Well, I mean, there's been a lot of Christmas movies and there's a lot of sitcoms and sketches that you've seen about the competition between who's got the brightest lights. Mm-hmm. 
So I was watching this in 2022 thinking, oh, wouldn't it be cool if you reverse the joke and it does work straight away, but it's so bright mm. that it blinds everyone temporarily or whatever. Ha ha ha. Then when it doesn't work, you're like, well, yeah, of course it doesn't work because that's right in front of you. I just thought it was a bit obvious. Right. So it was just a bit, I found it a bit disappointing. I think a Griswold house became a shorthand for houses that have very, very extensive light shows at Christmas. I like it when people do it. I know it's gaudy, but I do. The family across the street from us have got these huge inflatable things that they put up every year and it's brilliant I just love it when people are like fuck it it's Christmas like, <laughs> I love that. fuck it it's Christmas <laughs> yeah. great um, yeah so uh, little Ross doing the watch thing where his dad goes can you check all the bulbs again and he pretends he's got a watch on when he looks at his wrist oh, yeah. classic Chevy Chase gag that he's borrowed <laughs> I like that um, where are we now what's happened now what happens next? Um, Dad, oh! he gets locked in the loft. No, no, we've got that bit. There's a really... Because in amongst all the sort of, you know, quite gross out, quite slapsticky gags mm. that this film has in it, there are just little moments which are really tender. And it's Juliet, uh, Juliet Lewis um, where she says to her dad, sorry, Daddy, but it looks good even if they're not on. Oh, yeah. It's really, really sweet. Really nice, yeah. Really sweet. Uh, we see uh, one of the dads uh, is enjoying Russ's poster on the ceiling of his room. Oh, yeah. Do you know who that is? No. That is Carrie Otis, a guest jeans model who would go on to be the future Mrs. Rourke, Mrs. Mickey Rourke. Oh, really? Mm, Great trivia, thank you. Wild Orchid with him. Okay. Mm. Right then. Yeah, my pleasure. <laughs> um, I like the bit where Clark is shuffling along on the ladder when he's putting the lights up but rather than climb down and move the ladder because <laughs> yeah. that is exactly the kind of thing yep. I do oh shit I'll, I'll tell you this what I was trying to get a fan to work and I thought the fuse had gone in the plug oh my god it, make, it makes me so oh. in the bathroom no this was in I just I can't believe I did this I'm so stupid and this is this is a good health and safety warning okay so I was changed the fuse and I just couldn't be bothered to put the pl- plug casing back on before I pushed it back into the extension cord and I pushed it in my hand and electrocuted myself. Oh my God. It was awful. <laughs> when was this? This was like two weeks ago. Jesus. I know. I was just, I couldn't be bothered to put the, always put the case of a <laughs> plug back on when you're fucking plugging it into a wall. I, genuinely, because like my chest felt tight for afterwards. And oh I was, my God. Oh, obviously you go on Google and it's like, go to hospital. <laughs> You've had a cardiac oh, arrest. just like, oh, <laughs> Really scared the shit out of me. Wow. I'm, yeah, I was on my own as well. So if anything had happened... God, you'd still be there. I'd still be well, there. Well, not because Simon would have eaten you, as yeah. we've, we've mentioned this before. Yeah, I mean, I, he tries to eat me when I'm not unconscious. So, <laughs> so you've got no chance. Exactly. So, yeah, we get this loft bit. I mean, I don't have a loft. Interesting. So I've I've had lofts. I have a crawl space at the moment. Ooh. Yeah, that's the sound. It's as bad as it sounds. I don't go up there because I can't get up there. Inaccessible apart from to Mark. I've got a VHS of the Klaus Kinski movie, Crawl Space. Nice. Hit. I think the tagline was, he lures them with his mind and traps them in his crawl space. <laughs> he plays a landlord who invites young women to stay at oh, yeah. his home and then he goes inside the walls and watches them mm. doing stuff. It's really weird because Klaus Kinski, German, mm-hmm. and uh, on the cover... It's his terrifying face. <laughs> and then one of his eyes is red and it's got a swastika in it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oof, okay. Well, it's probably going to lean into 
some aspect of the plot. It's going to be a Nazi, you know, a former officer of the sure. SS, something like that. Thing, yep. Yep. Not in the movie at all. There's absolutely no reference to it, which my, I think is a little bit rude to go, <laughs> he's a German actor, so we'll just put that in his eye <laughs> because it'll shift some VHSs. But actually, it's not in the movie at all. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. Nazi. I thought um, the loft bit was like I was weirdly moved by it. Like, yeah, it's sweet. He gets locked in the loft. I was like, that's he's trying to get out. And it's like, no, stay where you are. That's a dream. Like, oh, I can't possibly come with you and do any Christmas stuff. I'm going to be by myself. Amazing. That's a gift. Mm-hmm. And the way that I don't know what it just the loft segment where he's watching the movies and he's dressed up in the stuff. The way that it's lit and shot, and directed and acted and everything and the music. It's like I found this sort of swell of emotion. Yeah, I know. I just I don't have a loft, but I know. Like it's sort of it's just weird that he walks on the flat bits and not on the beams. Yeah, when, I would like, do that. Yeah, I mean, do you want to go through the right. roof? Yeah, I mean, I you know, and I weird, mm. but it's a great button where uh, where she pulls Ellen, the thing. Yeah, Ellen pulls the thing and he falls out. If, shot. if you like that sort of thing, yeah. I, you know, I do. I know you do. I'm, really, I'm very basic when it comes to like movie humor. <laughs> Physical comedy, slapstick yeah. is great. On Friday, um. Thursday's episode, the, the, uh, literally, I'm going early, but one of the funniest moments is where Reese Witherspoon smashes a baby's head off a cupboard door. <laughs> I, was that, that, I was like, that's brilliant. <laughs> that can stay. So, what, what else happens? Oh, we get uh, the lights finally work and we get that brilliant uh, three uh, rule of three where it's the um, the meter suddenly whizzes up, the dial on the electricity meter whizzes up. Yeah. Then we see the nuclear power plant yes. and they have to increase the power. <laughs> yeah. And then the brilliant bit, it's, I, it shouldn't be as funny as it is, but Todd and Margot just blinded by the light falling around their house. I mean, obviously, Todd and Margot are brilliant, yep. but... Is this of its time where they're not baddies in any weird... They just live next door to the Griswolds and they're yuppies, aren't That's, they? Well, so they're just yuppies, right? It's it's the idea that they're not, you know, what? they're not wholesome or they're not really celebrating. They seem anti-Christmas. Yeah, but they I don't guess. do anything to the family other than exist next door to them mm. and they get punished a lot for just existing, for being yuppies. Yeah. That, to me, really it dates it because nowadays you'd have, you know, we don't really give a shit about everyone's a yuppie, whatever. We don't care anymore, do we? But back then, the mere sight of these people was like, that's enough, they're bad enough just by living next door. But they should do something in the plot to be like, fuck these yuppies, we're going to whatever. And then they deserve all the punishment they get. But they get really harshly treated mm. for no other reason than just being alive. Yeah, maybe it's because they're childless. Yeah. <laughs> it does seem, yeah. Because it does seem to be saying, look at this wonderful family, yeah. all the relatives all the kids, that come around, yeah. and these two aren't celebrating Christmas enough and have no children. They have no children, the selfish bastards. And it's like, what an am- yeah, make your life, you know, like four Christmases, let love grow where it will. <laughs> Todd and Margot's house looks awesome. Their relationship is um, strained, I would say. But I, I mean, I, I was very happy that I wanted. I guess I wanted them to have more to do. Yeah, because I love you know um, Julie, Julie Louis Dreyfus. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, carry on. Okay, thanks. Um, oh, what what bit do you want to talk about next? I would like to talk about. I don't want to talk about the sledging because the old pals had kicked in, so I don't really remember it. But I do want to talk. <laughs> and that also that sledging scene was as a kid. This is what I meant at the start when I was like, my favourite bits have changed yeah. somewhat. Like, that was the scene as, as a kid that I thought was just the funniest I rewatched it because I was conscious that we're getting paid uh, a third extra for this show because of Chris <laughs> not being here. And I was like, I don't want to, like, half-ass it. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know, I just don't find it funny. And, like, when we watched Jack Frost the other week, it's just someone sledging and it's like, whoa, look at your face, funny face. Yeah. Like, I don't know, it just, it just didn't do it for me. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's not as good as I remember. Randy Quaid turns up as Randy cousin Quaid Eddie. Says, yeah, that's important. With possibly one of the greatest movie wardrobes in history, <laughs> in a b- blue leisure suit. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. And I've missed this dialogue. This is the first time I've noticed it in all the many, many times I've seen this film, uh, where he starts talking. They're drinking eggnog in the Wally World uh, yes. glasses from uh, the original movie, yeah. and they're talking. And Eddie starts talking about his other kids, and he's just saying like one of them's detoxing. One of them- <laughs> One of them's drying out and the other's a carny now. He's joined the carnival. I was like, I've never noticed what he's actually saying before. Yeah, some of the dialogue is just unreal. Like when the families first arrive and, you know, like you said, that anxiety for you where they're just like, pow, they're in your house, they're in the lobby bit, you know, and you just cut and everyone's like, oh my God, hello, hello, and it's kisses and whatever. And the the camera just moves around and picks up these little snatches of dialogue and it's all brilliant. Mm. Like I'm so jealous of it. Yeah. It is. It's great. Um, we need to talk about Frank Shirley, his boss, who he's waiting for the bonus from, played by Brian <laughs> Dawn Murray. Um, I like the bit where he takes him a gift and all the gifts are exactly <laughs> identical. Yeah. They're all the same shape. <laughs> yeah. Little touches like that. Attention to detail. It's good. Uh, and then we get his daydream mm. about the pool. Do you know what I was obsessed with, with this section? Um, mm. This one, just with me, let me bang the drum for a minute. Yep. Her body is, it looks normal, like good, but normal. Do you know what I mean? Like she doesn't, if you did it now, uh. not not necessarily because of like, certain, I don't even know, but when I was looking at her body in the swimsuit, it was quite high cut. I was like, you look like a normal woman. But, you know, one that's very in shape, but right. at least you look like someone that you would recognise. Whereas, I don't know, today, just the way that bodies are, like if you film that scene today... It would be like Love Island. Yeah, like just a lot of augmentation. And that's all fair enough, but it's just sometimes... It's, why is it so shocking to see someone like... like do you know what? I'm dancing around it. I'm just going to say it. I thought I saw like a few stretch marks on her thigh. That's fucking normal as shit. Mm. You don't really see that, like, in, you know, your mainstream Hollywood movies these days, mm. unless you're like the ugly best friend you're like I've got one stretch mark or whatever I was blown away by that it's also weird because she doesn't exist because it's a daydream so he Clark is imagining a woman with stretch marks because that's what women have and so we didn't I don't know they, that's normal isn't it yeah. and now I don't know I mean can you even get rid of stretch marks I don't know but I don't know with, I with, bet you can with you can get rid of cellulite now can't you I don't know I think you, they zap it or freeze it I think they freeze it they but fr- it can go wrong Oh, I remember who had it. Some, I probably shouldn't say. Uh, someone famous, yeah. I think, had it done, and it uh, on your ass, on the backs of your thighs. Yeah, yeah. I've got an interesting fact for you about cellulite. Great. So it's like obviously it's an invented thing. There was no term for it, like until whenever. Uh, it was just the way that women's skin and men's skin actually just was, and it's just an accumulation of you know whatever mm. fat or something in a certain area. It's not like it's been a problem right. forever, uh-huh. and then all of a sudden science was like, ladies, we fixed the problem. Right. What happened was clever ad men probably went this normal thing on women. I'll tell you what it's like. And this is going to gross you out, but this is another drum that I like to bang all the Fantastic. time. Female high hygiene products, feminine sprays to like making a commodity for something that isn't an issue. Don't put anything up or on there that you wouldn't put in your mouth. It's a sensitive area. Do not be spraying shit up there that you wouldn't spray in your mouth. Same sort of like, <laughs> I knew you'd do that, but it's... I didn't do anything. <laughs> that's an important medical point. Mm. It's a delicate, balanced area. And if you start stuffing chemicals up it for no reason, okay. you might come a cropper. So this is a bit like my plug story. That was uh, that was a, a useful uh, piece of information about putting the casing on a plug before you plug it in. And, yeah. and so I guess your announcement is: mm-hmm. if at any point you're thinking of putting something up yourself, think to yourself, ask yourself: Would I put it in my mouth? Would I put it in my mouth yeah, first? I do that. Right. 
Um, let's take a quick break. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay. So, uh, we're back. Um, Glad that they steered away from what I thought they were going to do when he's watching the shop assistant in the pool and she's undressing Mm -hmm. and then his niece turns up. Yeah. And I thought they were going to do an erection joke. Yeah. And I'm glad they didn't. Yeah. I, because when you were doing the thing at the beginning, you kept saying panties, which does upset me. Mm. Something that upsets me is because, but because it rhymes, is when uh, little children, um, little American children say Santa Claus and it makes me feel really, really nauseous. Yeah. I don't, it's just because it rhymes with panties. That's all. I don't like it oh, at all. Yeah. And it's horrible. I mean, I did that on purpose. Panties is not a word that uh, I would ever use in real life. No. No, 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 no. no. Unless. No. I actually can't. I've thought about it. Yep. I can't think of a single set of circumstances that would warrant it. Mm. I agree. I agree. And uh, we get the setup of this storm sewer. Didn't really know what a storm sewer is. There's a lot of things in this movie that are very American bonuses. A storm, storm sewer. sewers. Like a storm drain? Is that the same thing? I believe thing? so. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing yes. Yeah. Um, so that's... And also loft ladders. Uh, do we have them in the UK? You know those ladders that extend down that he smashes him in the, himself in the face with? Yeah, we used to have one. Oh, OK. Yeah, and then we... I mean, just a little bit of um, house talk. Not, I mean, when I was a child, not now. Mm. And then we um, we had a, a, a staircase built. OK. Used to pull the ladder down and everything. 
Wow. Yeah. Right. That's not an American thing then. <laughs> uh, Bethany, Aunt Bethany uh, turns up here. Clark's 80-year-old aunt. And do you know who that is? That's <laughs> Mae Questrel. And it's her final film role. Mae Questrel, who plays Aunt Bethany in this film, was the voice of Betty Boop. Oh, really? Yeah, and Olive Oil. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, oh, great. Yeah, yeah. Just, I thought I'd bring the trivia to this episode. I'm loving it. Good, good. I think Chris, wherever Chris is, I think he's smiling. <laughs> um, she's wrapped up the cat. So we've got a, a, a dead cat joke, which weirdly, considering how much I hate animals dying and things, I found funny. <laughs> I like okay. it when it's burnt into the carpet. It's yeah, quite funny. Yeah, I, like, I thought that was very funny. The turkey at dinner. Funny. Gross. But really funny. Yep. <laughs> yep. It is funny. Um, also, great dialogue where Clark goes, um, kids, I uh, believe that uh, there was a report of an airline pilot seeing Santa's sleigh as he was landing. <laughs> and then he goes, are you serious, Clark? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Another great visual gag. I don't know how you feel about this one, where he gets a delivery at the door and he yanks the door open and... Uh, Delivery boy is still holding on to the door knocker and he rips it out. That's funny. That didn't do it for didn't, me. Didn't even touch the sides. No. Right. <laughs> Sorry. No, no worries. Um, we get the weird uh, reference to the Bhopal disaster when Eddie, yeah. just such a strange joke, like yeah. where like thousands of people actually died. Yeah. And Eddie's like, so, <laughs> is your company yeah. like responsible for all those people dying in yeah. India? It's like, wow. That happened far away, so we can make a joke about I it. I think it is that. It is. It does feel a little bit like, yep. yeah. It's over there. Yeah, so. poor them, sort of. Mm, that would bit. never happen here. So the bonus check arrives, but it's not a check. Very funny from Ellen where she goes, what's wrong? It's bigger than you expected. <laughs> yeah. And then he hits the eggnog. Mm. And I like the fact that Ellen hits the eggnog as well. I like it when she just chucks the glass away in the <laughs> garden. Shit like that makes me laugh. Um, we got a new tree. Got a lot of, no, there's lots of animal-based humour mm. in this. We've got this squirrel now. Um, and uh, we're into the sort of final hurdle. It's sort of a very weird film to talk about this one because like you say... There's no real story. There's nothing. It, it, it started to meander. Like, I think the squirrel bit is really funny, mm. but I it, I don't know why. I don't know if it was the whiskey or whatever. It just took me ages to like get my eye in. Like, I'm just watching people move from joke to joke. Hopefully they land. If they don't, there's nothing there for me. And then it's obviously it's fine. But then the tone is really patchy. Because so it is a family film, I think. Yeah. But then after the squirrel and and it's like Ellen's like, you know, it's fine. It's Christmas is over or whatever. It gets really sweary, which I liked. Yes. But it's like, what, what? Who is this for? Yeah. This is when Clark loses it with his family. Yeah. Yeah. And I do, I do like the line, take a look around you, Ellen. We're at the threshold of hell. Yeah, I like that. Because that's clever writing, because there's no swearing there. Mm. As much as I love a good swear, I am conscious it's a bit of a lazy shortcut. Yeah. That's funny. So he moans about his boss. Eddie hears him and he goes off to kidnap Mr. Shirley. Uh, my husband's been abducted. The man was wearing a blue leisure suit. That's <laughs> yeah, funny. Good. Good funny. And the plates are from Kansas. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, and then, uh, obviously, he gets kidnapped. He's brought to Clark. And it's a, this is another great line. Uh, when he's apologising for cancelling the bonuses. And he says, sometimes things look good in pe on paper. It's people. 
that make the difference. Yeah. <laughs> Little people yeah. like you. Yeah, but thank God for that line because otherwise it is, it's a bit of a... Again, I'm just being a stickler for like, is this Act 3? I'm very confused um, because it's quite boring just talking about bonus checks for a while. Yeah. Uh, but he gets his bonus plus twenty percent. I know right. you're a fan. Yeah, of... I was. I loved that big tick, double tick. Yep, they did the right thing there. <clears throat> uh, I, I do like. The, I mean, I, I made a joke about it at the start, but I do like the fact that the police chief, when he hears that the bonuses were cancelled, go, "If I had a rubber hose, I'd beat you." <laughs> I find it upsetting. <laughs> and then. We uh, have the explosion of the storm sewer slash drain Mm -hmm. and Santa, the plastic Santa, goes flying across the moon Mm. and they all sing the national anthem. I don't know. I don't get it. (laughs) What's happening? Why are they singing the national anthem? It's funny when elderly aunt whatever after she's like, let's play ball. That's funny. I like that button, but I just, I don't get it. Uh, Yeah, I think she leads them in it. Yeah, she does. She's really patriotic. Yes. Okay. Uh, and then we were going to get a deleted scene here where the reindeer crashes back into Todd and Margot's house. Of course. Yep. Punish them. <laughs> Childless monsters. She's been attacked by a dog in the meantime, don't yes. She's been savaged by a beast yep. and she punches her boyfriend. Yep. Weird. Yeah. For what reason? It's a very strange relationship. They really don't appear to love each other. No. Uh, and that's it, really. Great. I mean, did I miss anything? Mm-mm. I wouldn't have said so, no. no. Okay, good. Should we do the bits? Yeah. Cool. What was your best scene? It's the family arriving, specifically for the line where you're cutting through the dialogue, you don't hear the start and end of what people are saying, and it, the camera just picks up someone saying, uh, they took a pint of fluid from my lower back. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Little moment, but brilliant. Um, mine is a scene that you found bewildering. Well, I enjoy. Not the sledging. No, it's when it's when Santa is flying past the moon on yeah. fire, and they sing the national anthem. I find the American national anthem very stirring as a Such national a weird anthem. Thing, because we've been watching the football. Uh, you, their national anthem is fucking awesome. Like right. they've pl- they have played a blinder. They've stolen the best melody, it's basically. So and when it's next to ours, you're like, ours is just, it's just a dirge. So yeah, it is rousing, yeah. and we are not patriotic members of the United States of America. No, but you can sort of understand why they get into it. Uh, yeah. Uh, That's the power of a good song. When I was at the Yankee Stadium watching a baseball game, I was on my feet when they were Yeah, like, your hand was on up. your heart. I was genuinely. I pledge allegiance. Like, absolutely 100%. <laughs> yeah. Totally into it. Uh, okay, so most valuable, whatever. Um, there's a few uh, honourable mentions. Uh, the Christmas Vacation Song. Yep. Big fan of that by Mavis Staples of the Staples Singers. Uh, Eddie's Wardrobe. Fantastic. <laughs> but my most valuable, whatever. Beverly D'Angelo as Ellen Griswold. Like I said, she is the heart of these movies. Yeah. I've picked Chevy Chase, even though I don't like, again, I I have heard that he is a bit challenging, but he just is super engaging and you do like him. And as I said before, maybe it's because all the other characters sort of shore up maybe any deficit in his character, like is he a bit of a pervert, you know, all of this. And he is just very funny and he weirdly is a good dad and all the rest of it. Good. I'm glad. I think he does need recognition because he milks every gag for every laugh that is contained therein. Yeah. And he made, I mean, I was chortling at points in this film, Mm. even though I couldn't follow what the fuck was going on at all. Mm. It made me laugh a lot. Um, what would you change? So, <laughs> not to bring too much um, process or 
discipline to this script, I'd collapse a couple of those characters. So, Are the relatives? No, it's, the, it's really incidental. It's stupid. But the girl that he fancies in the store, who then is his fantasy in the swimsuit, you need to collapse that with Julia Louis-Dreyfus next door. So he's got an issue in that he fancies the girl next door and it causes him some problems. Okay. That's it. Fine. Yeah. Uh, probably take out a mention of the Bhopal disaster. Yeah, uh, that's distasteful. That's, that's unnecessary. Uh, and I just think take out the shop assistant stuff, full stop. I just, I think, I don't know. We don't need it. It's weird because it's one of those things where you watch this movie. I, I remember watching it with the, the, the family, parents and everything. And it just, I still remember going, oh, this is a bit awkward. Yeah. A, a woman getting undressed in a swimming pool as part of a man's <laughs> fantasy. At Christmas. It was sort of like, it just... It, it makes what would be a very fun family movie just yeah. a little bit too raunchy. Well, we talked about this oh, last week. Too raunchy. Too, but that's, no, it's a, a valid point because we like, it might just be me and you because we haven't got our sounding board over there to like sense check what I'm about to say. Mm. I think we like our Christmas movies entirely sexless. Yes. We just like, we like romance yep. and we like all good vibes and, and cuddles, but there's no place for sex at Christmas, I think is what we've agreed. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. No sex at Christmas. No sex at Christmas, No please. sex at Christmas. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, but no. Yeah. I, I don't want it. I want sex at Christmas. <laughs> Are you mad? It's Christmas. What if Santa came down the chimney <laughs> just as I was... And saw you like that. Yes. <laughs> dis- disgusting pale derriere bobbing up and down at Christmas time. <laughs> Flapping that around. <laughs> no, thank you. So we've already established, almost unnecessarily, how disgusting the male organ is. Apart from I don't think you that. You don't but... think that you love them. <laughs> I don't. I mean, yeah, why not? Fine, I just fine. I just, I just think we don't need to do it again. I know, it's I know. Christmas. I feel upset that you were about to do it again, so it's fine. But anyway, I agree with you. It has no place in this film. But it might be our weird thing that we don't want any mention of any sex at all at Christmas. Mm. But I still think it's off uh, base a bit with the tone of the film. Good. That's just done. Amazing. Christmas vacation next week. No clue because we are airing our most recent listening mm. live show which we recorded at the loading bar in stoke newington turns out in november 2021 <laughs> yeah great chat yep uh, <laughs> it's cocktail versus coyote ugly next week our live show that is your next week's clash so that is it for this episode uh, we'll be back on Thursday talking about four Christmases. In the meantime, if you haven't subscribed, please do so on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. Check in with us on Twitter and Instagram and indeed YouTube. And we will uh, be back on Thursday. Until then, have a great week. Clash of the Titles is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network.